Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Well, hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast, where I usually speak with inspirational founders, CEOs, thought leaders, and other incredible performers to tease out their habits, mindset, routines, and more. Today is going to be a solo episode. We are going to be diving in deep, all things rest, which is such an underrated thing to do, right? Like rest. It just sounds so basic, yet so many of us, myself included, have not done a good job of it in the past. And I have learned a better way. I am embodying a better way. I have really started to honor my rest in a really meaningful way. And that is why I wanted to dedicate today's solo episode to all things rest. Now, before we get stuck into the episode, if you missed out on my masterclass last week, it was pretty epic, if I may say so myself. The feedback I received after the masterclass was pretty insane. So many of you posted, wrote me the most beautiful messages about the masterclass. So I'm so thrilled that you enjoyed it. If you did miss it, the masterclass was on five steps to curating elite routines, and you can now purchase the masterclass for recording for $55. I will put the link for the masterclass uh, purchase in the show notes in case any of you are interested. But I also wanted to share that my Boss Routines course is only going to be open for a couple more days. So the doors to Boss Routines are going to close at midnight on Sunday, the 21st of August. And after this time, I don't know if or when I'm going to bring Boss Routines back. I am really excited to be working with those incredible individuals who have already signed up. I cannot wait to see you inside the program. And for those of you who are sitting on the fence and wondering, who is Boss Routines for? What does this do for me? How does this all work? Well, let me tell you, if you are someone who wishes that they could have a solid and consistent routine, but you struggle with being consistent despite the best of your intentions, If you feel like you have a bottomless to-do list, which is actually more reflective of a wish list than a to-do list because you never get to the bottom of it. If you find yourself constantly telling yourself or others just how busy you are. If you know that you are capable of doing more, but you just can't find the time to do the things which are actually important to you. If you find that your mood is very much dependent on your surroundings and other interactions throughout the day, and your days are feeling much more reactive rather than proactive, and the feelings of burnout, tiredness, and exhaustion are just all too familiar to you, then Boss Routines is going to be where it's at. In Boss Routines, it is a six-week program, six weeks of curated content with me, as well as a whole bunch of customized workbooks, ongoing support, bonus tactics and materials, which are going to blow your socks off. And we kick off in September. So you only have a couple more days to purchase Boss Routines. If you are interested, if you want to learn more, I will put the link in the show notes. But basically, it is for people that want to take real control of their life. Maybe you're already doing a pretty good job 
in your work, in your routines, but you want to go from good to great. We're going to be taking you through step-by-step my price methodology, which enables you to really identify the things that are important to you and then how to take those things and build consistency in your life so that you can gain real results and make the impact that you really want to make. So the cost is 777 AUD. Like I said, there's only a couple more days to purchase the course. DM me, message me, email me if you've got any questions. I really hope that as many of you as possible join and sign up for Boss Routines because if you really want to gain real momentum, make real impact, 10x your productivity, improve your focus, learn how to plan properly and learn how to build that consistency muscle without burning the candle at both ends, then you are just going to learn so much and it is going to help you in a really, really profound way. So all the links are in the show notes and I really hope that you consider joining if it is something that resonates with you. And with that being said, we'll jump straight into this week's episode. Today is going to be a solo episode though, and it's just going to be you and me for the next little while talking about practical ways that you can honor resting and recharging in your life. Now, this is so underestimated, but I truly feel like this hustle culture is kind of like gone a little bit out of fashion, okay? Like it is no longer cool to be burning the candle at both ends. It is no longer cool to be, you know, hustling and going to bed at ungodly hours and bragging about the fact that you only got three hours of sleep. Like those days are a little bit over, okay? And it's a little bit of an older narrative and there truly is a better way to live. And trust me when I say I've done both. I have done the hustle thing. I have done the burning the candle at both ends thing. I've done the overexerting myself thing. And then I've done the working smarter, not harder way. And let me tell you, the latter is the better way. Okay. And I'm speaking from experience. So if you are someone that finds that you're constantly like overwhelmed, constantly burnt out, constantly feeling like you're just overloading yourself every week, every weekend. You've just got so many things going on and you've got this like bottomless pit to your to-do list. Then this is going to be the episode for you because I'm going to be sharing five very practical, very tactical strategies that you can take away and apply in your life to redesign your life, redesign your schedule in a way that is going to be more conducive to you, in a way that means that you're going to be able to show up more powerfully, more energized, more vital, more radiant, you know, just feeling like a better version of yourself, a better and well-rested version of yourself. Okay, so before we do get stuck into today's episode, you guys know the drill. If you like the show, then what are you waiting for? Make sure that you hit that subscribe button, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It truly, truly, truly helps the show more than anything else. As much as I love getting your beautiful messages, the thing that really helps the show to grow 
is the ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you could take a moment to do that, that would be amazing. If you have already done it, then thank you so, so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I can't tell you how much those reviews mean to me. Like I never take them for granted and I truly feel like I'm blessed with the best podcast community. So with that being said, we're going to dive straight into these five practical ways that you can honor resting and recharging in your life. Now, first things first, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, if things are not scheduled in to my calendar, they do not happen. So the best bet of me actually committing to something is to schedule it in. So I have learned that Again, I've tried and tested so many different methods. I've experimented with so many different methods over the year. And what I have found is I work much better off a calendar than I do off a to-do list. The reason for that is because the to-do list often ends up becoming a bit of a wish list. And it's all of the things that I hope to do and hope to get to, but it's not actually allocated a specific time window. It's not reflected in my calendar. And when it's not reflected in my calendar, it means that it may or may not happen. Chances are, unless it's something that's really important to me or something that I really want to do, then it won't happen. So the best bet for me And you can take this as advice if you like, is to schedule it in and try working off your calendar instead. So when it comes to resting and prioritizing rest, it was not something that I used to put a lot of weight or importance on. I used to really put more weight on being busy and being productive and kind of running that narrative than I did on rest. I thought that rest was like something that I will do like at the end of my life or at the end of my career. But I have since learned there's a better way. I have since learned that rest actually enables me to properly recharge myself, to properly rejuvenate myself, to have the longevity that I want in terms of my work to be able to carve out appropriate time to self-care, to do all of the things that I want to do. So I have since learned that scheduling in rest into my calendar is the best way that I can make sure that it actually happens. So some of the ways that I prioritize and schedule in rest into my calendar include things like a lunch break. So I actually put a lunch break into my calendar every single day. And it means that other people cannot come over the top of my lunchtime and book in meetings, which is what used to happen. So it meant that I got like basically no time to even eat, no time to even go outside and stretch my legs and go for a walk around the block, no time to recharge. And it was just going from one meeting to the next meeting. And it just didn't feel like a very equitable exchange. Everyone is entitled to a lunch break. It doesn't matter who you work for, you are entitled to a lunch break of some sort. And so it's important that we schedule that in and we make that a priority. And it is not selfish. It's not being a bad worker. It's none of those things. It actually means that you're giving yourself the appropriate time to rest, recover, recharge, so that when you do come back, you're feeling energized. You're feeling like you can give your 100% best self to whatever it is that you're doing or whoever it is that you're serving. So 
it can sound counterproductive, but how many times have you say gone for a little bit of a walk or done a lunchtime workout or gone outside and got some sunshine and fresh air and you've come back feeling more energized than when you have just like plowed away at your desk and like not even taken two minutes to like get outside and like stretch and move your body. Like I know I definitely feel so much more energized and rejuvenated when I actually take time for a lunch break. So the best way is for it to actually go into my calendar. The same thing goes for anything else that's important to me or any other form of rest, which I want to prioritize. So whether it is sleep, whether it is going to the infrared sauna, whether it's time to chill out at home with a book or a movie, or even just do nothing, putting that time into my calendar means that it's my time. It's not anyone else's time. It's not time to work. It's not time to respond to emails. I mean, um, that's not counted as rest. Okay. Um, so it is time to self care and rest guilt free. It is time th- for you to actually honor your introverted time. And we all, even if we're extroverts, we all are have varying degrees of introversion within us, right? It's a sliding scale. So it's time to kind of honor that part of us. It's it's time to make sure that you are prioritizing your rest as much with as much weight as you would anything else, any other commitment that you've made, a meeting with your CEO or a business partner or anything else. Because when we do prioritize our rest, it makes us show up more energized. It makes us show up as the best version of ourselves, And it means that the time that we are working is actually and often used more effectively and productively. So number one is to actually schedule in rest and to work off your calendar. Number two is to make rest a regular part of your day. Now, this might sound obvious because you're probably thinking, well, Lara, obviously I sleep every night. Well, yeah, I'm sure everyone does get some sort of (laughs) sleep every night, but what is the quality of your sleep and what is the duration of your sleep? And are you actually getting enough sleep and enough rest to sustain all of the things that you're doing? Now, this is a mistake that I know I have made in my past is that I used to think that, you know, sleep was, you know, for people that didn't have enough going on or sleep was for people that didn't have enough important work to do or just whatever other nonsense we tell ourselves, right? But I've since learned that sleep is an absolute integral and essential part of our day. And it is something that absolutely must be prioritized. Now, I recently covered this in an email and in a different podcast episode where I spoke about the fact that I used my return from Austin to Sydney to my advantage to reset better sleeping habits and rituals and to really prioritize that and to make it an important part of my day. Something that I do for myself to self-care, to make sure that I'm being really kind and good to myself and that I'm getting the appropriate sleep and rest that I need to then show up the next day as the best version of myself. And can I tell you the difference of me getting a good night's sleep versus not getting a good night's sleep is night and day 
no, t- no pun intended. <laughs> um, but really there is a stark contrast in terms of how I feel, how I respond, how I show up when I do feel really well rested and I have put in the appropriate boundaries and barriers to get enough sleep. But Aside from sleep, there's other ways to rest and recharge in your day. It's not something that you have to wait to the weekend for. It's not something that you have to wait to go on a holiday for. But I have since learned there's a better way, and that is to build in self-care into every day. So the way that I build in self-care in my day, again, is to schedule it in, but it's to schedule in things like my morning routine, time to be still, time to meditate, time to breathe, time to just like sit by the ocean and just like sit in the morning sun for like 20 minutes before my workday begins. I know that is such a luxury that I even have the option to do that, but it's really like finding those ways and doing the things that fill up my cup, things that energize me, but things that are also classified as forms of self-care, forms of rest. And the same thing goes in the evening and uh, whether it's, you know, having a really good wind down routine in place, playing spa-like music or five to eight hertz frequency, dimming down the lights, turning off all your tech devices, you know, doing all of the things to prioritize and prime yourself for a good night's sleep. Because if you are lying in bed, scrolling through social media or watching TV or looking through YouTube videos, then you are not really priming yourself for a good night's sleep. So do the things that you need to do to make it easier for you to get a good night's sleep. Uh, so that's classified as a wind down, wind down routine. Lunch break is another example. Even just like carving out 20 minutes or 10 minutes, if 10 minutes is all you've got, carving out 10 minutes to just simply sit and be or maybe just slowly enjoying your morning coffee or tea and not being rushed and not racing around trying to do 15 different things and multitasking while you're drinking your coffee, but actually just sitting there and embracing the moment and enjoying that moment. And so, like I said, I learned that rest was not something that I had to wait for the weekend or for holidays to do, but rather could be something that I could sprinkle in to every single day. So number three is a little bit of an extension of that, and it's to make a clean rest part of your week or your monthly self-care regimen. So there's certain things that I do weekly, which is, you know, um, getting in clean rest, watching a movie, sitting by the ocean, slowly drinking a coffee or a tea with candles burning and beautiful music or jazz playing in the background, um, maybe getting like a beauty treatment or a massage or something like that on the weekend um, or going to the infrared sauna. You know, these are things that I do um, on a weekly or um, sort of weekly or fortnightly basis. But then I also have a monthly self-care day. Now, what does my monthly self-care day look like? It is a day designed by me, for me, 
to do whatever it is that fills up my cup. Now, it is usually introverted time, meaning that I usually am not doing this with someone else. I'm usually doing at least part or sometimes all of the day on my own. And it is whatever I feel like doing. So I'll give you an example of um, the last, maybe I've had a little bit more, maybe these have been more like weekly (laughs) Saturdays, but um, at least monthly, I will carve out time. So um, a typical day could look like you know, doing my morning routine after I've had a good night's sleep, going to the gym on like a Saturday morning, doing a workout there, having a shower, getting ready, having breakfast, either like someone close to me will come and like meet me for breakfast or even I'm happy to have breakfast on my own and just sit there like in a cafe or a restaurant reading my book and like making it a really nice, like enjoyable moment. And then it could be things like going to the hairdresser, getting my hair done or just getting a blowout, getting my nails done, getting a massage, getting a facial, (laughs) whatever I feel like doing in that day. And then even if it is just like a slow coastal walk or sitting by the ocean with like an oat chai latte in the afternoon, because I don't really like to have too much caffeine come the afternoon. So if I do feel like something, it will be like an oat chai latte if it's the afternoon. And really just like being still, you know, taking in my surroundings, like absorbing like a little bit of vitamin D, just doing things that really fill up my cup and make me feel really good. And that's what I mean in terms of honoring my introverted time. So um, I really do find ways to build it into my day, into my week, and then into my month again. And I made this important distinction for myself a little while ago because I realized I was doing it wrong. And I realized that I was waiting to go on a holiday to get a proper spa massage or to relax or to recharge or to unplug. And I've since realized that This can be built into my day, my week and my month. And yes, it might be varying degrees. So for example, once a month, it could be a full day of beauty treatments and self-care and it's very luxurious. And I'm very fortunate, very, very grateful that I get to do that. But it's like choosing your own adventure and it's curating a life that you want or you are aspiring to have. And so If you're looking or hearing about my monthly self-care day and you're like, Lara, that's really aspirational. You know, I wish I could do something like that. It's like, well, how could you get little doses of that? How could you bring in little elements of that into your day, your week or your month? Um, Maybe there's someone else. Maybe there's like an influencer out there or a YouTuber who you look at their lifestyle and you're like, wow, that is really aspirational. Well, get really curious with yourself and start asking, how can I start to design my life in a way that is conducive to this? How can I really start to prioritize those things, which at the moment I feel are quite aspirational, but could become realistic by just maybe starting small, bringing in one little element of what that person does and making it your own and building it into your own day. Because I have constantly refined and 
and reignited what these kinds of days look like, what my self-care days look like, um, what each day, what each morning, what each evening looks like. And it's constantly being refined and evolved over time. And as I have leveled up in my life over the years, it's allowed me more time, more financial freedom to do these kinds of things that many years ago would not have even been possible. Like I wouldn't have been able to afford, you know, going and having all of these kinds of treatments done in one day and being able to do that like once a week or once a month, you know. So I know that that is luxury, but that's something that's important to me. And we spend money on the things that we value and we spend time on the things that we value. And what I am saying in this episode is whatever that looks like for you, you know, whatever it is that fills up your cup or gives you a sense of calm or grounding or rest or rejuvenation, whatever your version of that is, you could look at mine and think, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, I don't even like anything that she's talking about. And that is absolutely fine. And the beauty of it is that you get to choose your own adventure and you get to curate what this looks like for you. And like I touched on earlier, my life has gotten exponentially better since I have started prioritizing rest and self-care into my day, week and month and not waiting till the burnout of the end of the year to take a break between like Christmas and New Year's period and then to kind of start all over again the next year. You know, that is not the kind of life that I want to be living. I want to sprinkle in those little doses of luxury of self-care into every single day. So that is number three, is to make it part of your schedule on a weekly to monthly basis. Um Number four, and this is a really important one, is to create firm boundaries and to learn how to say no to people, things, requests, which are not in line with who you are or where where you want to go. So, for me, I, um, you know, innately and uh, from a young age, very much a people pleaser, um, had a lot of people pleasing tendencies, never wanted to disappoint, always wanted to say yes to everyone, always wanted to make everyone feel good, do the right thing by everyone, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I have learned the hard way that by me saying yes to everyone else, I was actually saying no to myself. And even when I was trying to say yes to everyone else, I was still disappointing someone. I was still getting some kind of commentary or backlash from someone that I didn't do something the way that they wanted me to or whatever. (laughs) Okay, I have come a long way because I no longer really care too much about that at all. Now, that's not to say I don't care about other people. I do care about other people. But ultimately, this is my life. And ultimately, only I can dictate the terms for my own life because I have got a mission and purpose that is so potent and so powerful in this life that if I don't listen to my intuition, if I don't listen to 
my instinct when it comes to these types of things, then I am not only doing myself a major disservice, but I'm also doing a disservice to the people in my community, the people in the world that really need me to be a voice of, you know, some sort of wisdom, some sort of inspiration, some sort of thought leadership that they would not otherwise uh, relate to. So, Everyone has this unique gift within them. I'm not saying that I'm special here. You have special gifts and talents, right? Every single person does, even if you haven't fully uncovered or acknowledged what that might look like for you there. I promise you one thing I know for sure is that it's there. Everybody has got a certain gift that they have been given in this life and it is absolutely our job to find out what that is. And we cannot do the work that we need to really uncover and to honor that so long as we are running on everyone else's scripts and everyone else's frameworks of what we should be and who we should be and what we should be doing and ignoring the things that are true to us. And so this is a really, really hard lesson for me And it is one that I have actively and intentionally had to work on in order to get to a point where I'm fully comfortable with who I am. I'm fully comfortable with knowing what my purpose and my vision is. And then therefore being able to discern the things that I want to do and the things that I'm not going to do. Now, there's an example. Just last week, I was invited to a dinner at a very, very, very prestigious location, which otherwise I would normally jump at the opportunity to go to this particular place because it would have been absolutely beautiful. Okay. So the offer was very, very tempting. However, it was on a Wednesday night And it was going to mean that my sleep was interrupted and it wouldn't have been the easiest event to just slip out of because it was a sit down dinner. And I knew that it was probably going to go to a certain time at night. And realistically, how was that going to impact me? Now, Most people would not pass something like that up. But when I actually looked at the content of what that evening involved and who was going to be there, I had to really, despite being so tempted to go to this event, I had to really stop and ask myself, is this in line with who I am and where I want to go? And is this a hell yes Does this elicit a hell yes response in my body, a full body yes, when I'm asking myself if I want to go to this thing? And the reality was it was not a hell yes. It may have been a hell yes if I was going there with like my husband or like one of my best friends or like a close family member or, you know, someone whose company I would have really enjoyed but it was not the case. I was going to have to go and make small talk and I was going to have to go and listen to something that was just like not really that relevant to where I am right now. So I ended up saying no. Okay. And this is a skill that I have had to develop 
It takes practice. It takes effort. It takes work. But if you're listening to this and you're not sure where to start, I do have a whole solo episode dedicated to strategies to have firm boundaries in place and how to say no gracefully. And you can go back and you can listen to that episode if you want the particular tactics and strategies. And if this is something that you really struggle with, then I do encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. But this is really a skill that I have had to uh, work at actively over the course of years. And it's still something that I sometimes struggle with. It's still some something that sometimes comes up for me or I get tempted or the carrot is dangling or it looks really shiny. But then I have to think about, well, is this actually in line with who I am and where I want to go? Yes or no? And it's binary. And Again, in this particular instance, the answer was no. And I passed it up and I was really glad in hindsight that I made that decision because it meant that I was able to get a good night's sleep. It meant that I was able to get the work done that I wanted to kind of round out on that particular day. And it also meant that the next morning I woke up at 5am, I felt fresh. I went to my favorite um, Barry's class with my favorite instructor and did an awesome workout. And I felt so good and so on top of the world. And I knew that if I had made a different choice, sure, I'm sure I would have had a good time. I'm sure I would have really enjoyed it, but I would have really struggled to wake up the next morning. I wouldn't have felt good. Um, Yeah, I just would have felt a little bit sluggish and off my A game and I wouldn't have been able to sustain the things that I had already planned um, and in the schedule for that day. So I'm not saying that there's no room for flexibility and there's no room to change your plans. Of course there is. Of course there's certain things that come up like, okay, I'm going to just put it out there. If I had the opportunity to like interview two people, I would love to interview. I'm just going to put this out there. Two people I would love. No, let's make it like three people. Three people I would love to interview is number one, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. If you ever listen to this, if anyone listening to this who knows Oprah, like she is my number one like person that I would love to sit down and interview. Like that would just be like a career made kind of moment for me. Um, not really, like it would be pretty epic though. Um, and yeah, I would absolutely love that. Number two, I would actually really love to interview Kim Kardashian because despite what anyone else like thinks, and I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about the the Kardashians and what they stand for and et cetera, et cetera. I just think that she is an exceptional businesswoman. I think she's actually very smart. And I think that the fact that she is now using her platform for good in this world is something that no one can take away from her. And there's so many other celebrities or public figures that do not use their platforms for good to make good change or to make positive impact to the lives of other people. And I truly believe that she is using her voice her platform for good. And I would love to sit down and interview her. Like that would be a goal. And also someone like a Tony Robbins. I feel like it would be really cool to interview 
Tony on the show at some point and I'm just putting it out there because when you put it out there, then it becomes so much more real and we can listen back to this episode and be like, oh my God, she put it out there in episode, I don't know what episode number this is going to be, 107, 108. 109, I don't know, whatever it is, 10 something. Um, and that would just be awesome because I've got a lot of respect for him. I really love the work that he does and just the kind of movement that he's been able to uh, create and impact he's been able to make in this world. These are the kinds of people, the like real game changers that I would love to sit down and interview. Like the list goes on and on and on. Like I'd love to interview like Ariana Huffington, Robin Sharma, like, oh, I could just keep going. But these are just a few people that like immediately come to mind. So yeah, where was I going with all of that? Firm boundaries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went a little bit off track there. Um, but yeah, for having firm boundaries in place, like these people have all got firm boundaries in place. They have to, they have to protect and preserve their energy. And so do you. And if you want to become great, if you want to achieve greatness in your life, if you want to start showing up as your best self, you are going to have to be a little bit discerning. You are going to have to start saying no to things, to requests that are not a sort of eight out of 10 or more on the excitement scale for you, things that are not a hell yes should be a no because in my opinion, life is too short to say yes to people, things, opportunities, requests that aren't in line with you. And every time you are saying a yes to one of those things, you are ultimately saying no to yourself. You're also saying no to another opportunity that could potentially arise. You are also saying no to yourself, to clean rest, to introverted time, to time spent on your own, which is truly something that we all need. Okay. It's not a want, it's a need. So just because Every single weekend, you may not be packed to the brim. That is a good thing because you need time for yourself. You're not going to be good for anyone else until you're good to yourself first. So sometimes it's not about adding things, but it's about taking things away. And then the fifth strategy is to review and refine. So constantly evaluate, reevaluate, redefine what fills up your cup versus what depletes you. Are the people that you are spending your time with, are they energizing you or are they depleting you and your energy? Are they giving or are they taking away? And yeah, I, I think feel like this is a really, really important point because as I have gone on this journey 
I have had to become very, very discerning in terms of who I spend my time with. For the ambitious individual who is ready to sit in the CEO's seat and take radical responsibility for their life, for the person who is seeking to establish elite routines, habits and rituals that will provide them with a competitive edge in business and in life and help elevate you so that you're operating above and beyond the average person. For the person who is seeking proven strategies to skyrocket their productivity, for the person who craves increased focus and flow so that they can elevate their performance from average to elite, and also for the person who desires a greater source of energy and connection to their inner radiance, their inner flow, their vitality, all of the things that we have spoken about in today's episode. So the way that the program is going to work is that it is six weeks of curated content. It is an online program designed to fast track your knowledge, deepen your insights and provide you with a solid foundation for creating elite habits, routines and rituals in order for you to actually really go deep and absorb and engage in the course, there's going to be group Voxer support throughout the six-week program to ensure that you have the opportunity to really take in the insights and the information and actually apply tactical, real strategies into your life. And you'll have the opportunity to ask me directly any questions that you may have throughout the course of the the program. You'll also have a customized curated workbook so that you are able to really choose your own adventure within my proven strategies and framework so that you can embed your own practices that will stay with you, not just for the duration of the six-week program, but for life. And then there's going to be a whole array of bonus tactics and materials that I'm going to be surprising you with so that you can keep this in your back pocket and draw on it whenever you need to gain a competitive edge in your daily routines and your practices and your life. So if this is something that speaks to you, if you resonate with the podcast, then I highly, highly recommend that you sign up for Boss Routines and The reason why is because whilst the podcast is an amazing source of inspiration for so many of you, Boss Routines is actually going to go so much deeper, so much more in depth. You're going to have six weeks with me in this forum to really instill and embed and reframe what your life looks like, how you're curating your routines, designing a life that is going to help you flourish and help you level up and show up with increased radiance, presence and vitality. And I really, really do not want you to miss out on this opportunity because I don't know when I'm going to be bringing the course back. It is only going to be open for a week. Your opportunity to claim your space with Boss Routines. I don't know when I'm going to be bringing this back and I really don't want you to miss out. And to reward the first five people to take action and who are boldly and willingly going to claim their space, then I'm going to offer five of you, the first five of you who signs up to Boss Routines, 
a one-on-one 30-minute call with yours truly. So do not miss out. Do not waste any time. I really want you to succeed. I really want the best for you and to claim your space. So jump on via the link in the show notes. And I really hope to see you inside the program because like I said, there's going to be so many insights, tactics, and depth that you will never be able to get on this podcast. So I really hope that I'll see you there. I really hope that you'll join me. And um, to everyone that has listened to this episode, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. And we will be back next week with another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Take care, everyone. And bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.